Greetings, Christian Faith Baptist Church disciples, saints of the Most High God. We welcome you to another Bible study. We're uh, continuing our study in 1 Peter. We are in chapter 3, uh, starting at verse 8 through the end of the chapter. Um, and we welcome you on this uh, last few days of Advent and looking forward to uh, the various celebrations and the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The One of the words to the hymn is, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he was born, because he came into this world, we can have everlasting life. And so we praise God for the opportunity and to, and <clears throat> to meet together and to share God's love, to study his word, and to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, let's begin this time with prayer. Father God, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for another opportunity, another chance to fellowship, to uh, commune with you and with one another. And we pray, Lord, you would open our hearts um, by the Spirit of God, reveal your truth to us that we may live godly lives and uh, have an impact in the world to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. And so, Father, we thank you, and may your word um, settle in our heart, Lord, that we can apply it by the power of your spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we welcome each of you who joined us tonight. Um, again, First Peter chapter 3. Get to the right chapter. First Peter chapter three, we're going to begin at verse eight. And uh, Deacon Brown, uh, would you be willing to read from eight, verse eight to the end of the chapter, please? Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, the NIV version, first Peter three, eight through 22. Suffering for doing good. Finally, all of you, Live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. Love as brothers. Be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from deceitful speech. He must turn from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they Fear, do not be frightened, but in your heart set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. It is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. 
For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, the, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit, through whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison who disobeyed long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. In it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. Not the removal of the dirt from the body, but the pledge of a good conscience toward God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. Amen. And that's uh, <laughs> and that's a good way to end that. Uh, with that, that word, amen, because uh, in that very last part, it, it's as if uh, Peter, Peter breaks out into a, a praise and, and worship time as he uh, extols, and of course, this is through the Spirit of God, of course, but just thinking about the goodness of God, he goes into praise. But before we just launch into this section, any uh, two or three things that stand out as you've heard uh, the scripture read, or as, as you have been reading and studying God's word, any two or three things stand out to you? That we should love each other as brothers and sisters. Okay. Loving one another as brothers and sisters. Okay. What else? Do not repay evil with evil. Never mm. do that. Amen. Okay. Never ever do that. <laughs> I like I like I like that word of admonishment there. That's good. That's yes, good. Sir. Never ever. <laughs> never <laughs> never ever. Anything else? In verse 17, when uh, he says, it is better if, if it's God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Mm. Amen. Amen. And that's the, a, a big theme of this uh, section here. It's about doing good as we have been going through this um, chapter, not just this chapter, but this letter. Um, it's all about how are we going to live out our faith? And I've said this several times, but how are we going to live out our our faith? And we talked to various groups and, and various uh, situations, how we're going to live this out. And now it's a, a broad instruction uh, to the body of Christ. And so this, this section that we'll look at first is verses 8 through 12. And uh, we started looking, um, we started looking at this last week uh, as we close. Uh, so I want to start there from verses 8 through 12. Remember also the context is about doing good in the midst of suffering. So even though you're suffering, you're still called to do good and to live a godly life. Um, so it's without uh, excuse. So verses 8 through 12, what does he begin? Peter uh, begins to encourage the people finally all of you have what? 
One mind. One mind. Or in the ESV, it says unity of mind. Given again the context, they are in they he is called from chapter one, they are called the exiles. They are scattered. They are now, as we have been reading, under persecution and suffering. And so saints of God, he is encouraging them, be of one mind. In other words, you're going to need each other. You're going to need each other. And so one way that you do this, have unity of mind, be like-minded. What else does he say in the to the encourage? And again, this is all of us. It says all of you, but it's all of us. What are we, what do we need in order to live out our life in this challenging, uh, in the challenges that we face in, in life? One is about being of one mind in unity. What else? Maybe I'll go back to Deacon Jenkins. What, what, what else did he say there? <laughs> Love one another. Love one another. So not only we have have unity, we have to be loving. What else? A tender heart. Sympathetic. Mm -hmm. Sympathetic. Humility. Sympathetic. So that means if you're sympathetic, that means you're sensitive Mm -hmm. to those that are around you or around us that are going through some things. We're not the only we're not the only ones suffering, not to (laughs) or minimize our suffering. But it's all to have to have an awareness that there are other brothers and sisters traveling on this journey who are also going through various things. And Mm -hmm. as we come to the close of a year, um, oftentimes we know it's a a celebration about how far the Lord has brought us, but it's also a time of remembering those who we've lost. And so there's a time of sorrow, grief, and mourning as well in this season. So be sympathetic. So in other words, in, in summary, here's how I would summarize it. Children of God, be uh, loving, caring, giving, and praying people. That's how I would do it. <laughs> That's the message we want to embrace, that we want to love one another, be of one mind, caring for one another. Amen. And humility. In other words, yes, others are going through and we can help one another, not in terms of we're better than, but through the grace of God and the expression that's often used there, but by the grace of God, mm-hmm. go I. So in humility, that mindset, some will automatically make the connection with Philippians chapter two. Let this mind be in you, which was already which was in Christ Jesus. Who, you know, and I won't go through the whole whole of Philippians two five to eleven, but that's the mindset having a Christ mindset. Uh, of how we are to live. That's one. What else does he say? This is um, down in verse nine. This is where I said I want to uh, hit hit back to uh, Deacon Jenkins. Never ever do what? Evil for evil. Never repay evil for evil. So remember, again, the context is they're suffering. They're going through. 
So while you're going through, it may be tempting to lash out at those who are what whatever they are doing, because we don't know specifically what's happening. But he says to them, hold, hold, just hold on for a moment. Mm -hmm. I know you may be tempted to lash out either at your enemies or those that are trying to oppress you. But here's what he, what does he say? Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling. What does, remember we started off talking about a mindset. So when you, when, I won't say you, when, when anyone starts talking about repaying or getting revenge or the big payback, does that happen immediately or what has to happen? There's a thought process. Amen. There's a thought process. Planning. So he started off with about having the right kind of mindset. And so this is kind of almost a continuation. If you are beginning to think about revenge and paying back, that is not the mind of Christ. And we'll, we'll get down to the example of Christ a little bit later, but do not repay evil for evil. And I'll add <laughs> Deacon Jenk, I like that. <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> do not repay evil for evil or reviling or reviling. You hit me, I'm going to hit you back twice as hard. <laughs> I know somebody's heard that before. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. The big payback. Uh, but on the contrary, so what's the... <laughs> If I can't do that, then what can I do? What are my options? It says it later in verse nine. What are the options? If I can't pay back, bless. Right. I know the cheek. Okay. We well, now we're talking about again beatitudes. We're talking mm -hmm. about kingdom mm -hmm. mindset. Remember what it said in the, the earlier part, the, rather the latter parts of the Beatitudes. Blessed are you when, what? Mm -hmm. yeah, revile you. you. All men are evil against you. Yeah, revile. Yes, because great is what? Your reward <laughs> in heaven. Yeah. So on the contrary, bless. How do we bless? How do we bless those that are reviling us, how do Back. we bless the tor tormentors? By doing good. Mm -hmm. so there we go. Back to that word again. <laughs> By doing good. And praying for them. Praying for them. By praying for them. And loving them in spite of. And yeah. loving them. So these are all active. In other words, we have to be actively engaging and countering what the flesh would want to do naturally. But guess what? We are called to live with what? In the spirit. In the spirit. And so it's counter to what the flesh would do. So this transformation of our lives is, is not only about now, in the sweet by and by, we'll be in heaven and in heavenly places. But now, while we're on the earth, bless for. Can somebody else read the end of uh, end of verse nine? Bless. Then what does it say after that? For to this you were called. That oh, you right there. 
for this is to and this is to what you were called that you may obtain a blessing. A blessing. Mm -hmm. We were called to live according to God's way. Right. And we will receive a blessing. Mm -hmm. Blessing in our obedience to the Lord. Right now. I just wonder, Pastor, if you or anybody else has ever heard the expression when someone has been reviled or mistreated or disrespected, the response, you better be glad I know Jesus. <laughs> oh, 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 yes, I have heard that before. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say I said it, but I, I heard it. And I think I thought it. I've heard it. <laughs> Have you heard this one? I'm going to put my religion down for a minute. I'm going to Okay. Okay. Now, now we're just getting real. Okay. Now we're just getting real. So, so here, here's this. We're looking at the situation. And <laughs> so here, let's go to that first comment because that, that's a very good one. You bet. What'd you say? You better, you better be glad, be glad I, know I know Jesus. So you know you could, you could look at it a couple of ways, but one, it's a self check. Amen. It is a self check, saying you know I there's there's some things that I want to say, but the things I used to say I don't say no more. Wow. And the things I used to do I don't do no more. That's right. So that's that's one way, but it may be also a way of. Just letting them know, okay, okay, I want to put some distance. What was the other one? Was putting my religion down. <laughs> Let me lay my religion down. And, and that's something right here is saying this the mind, this is the mindset, not just occasionally. Mm -hmm. It's how we this is our makeup. There is no putting aside the things of God. We are to put on the things of God. That's right. And that's why we have to walk spirit. in the spirit. Walk Thank in the spirit, you. a daily, moment by moment, step by step. Let, let's let's just play this out. Let's just play this out. So, what would happen just for chance if we fall short in this area, and instead of not reviling, we revile. Instead of holding the tongue. We let the tongue just do whatever it wants to do. What then? Is there any recourse for us? Oh, yes. That's a recourse. What's the recourse? Recourse is we have to trust in God and pray and ask the Holy Spirit to teach us to control us. Amen. Thank you. That's Amen. that's where I was going. Is what that? So I don't. I don't only want to operate in the ideal because we fall short in so many ways. This is this is the standard. But if we fall short in this standard, God is faithful and just, and He wants us to go back to where He said earlier: humility, ask for forgiveness, humility. Amen. Lord, I I need Your help. Um, and uh, to begin to work on the tongue, to work on my attitude, to work on my mindset. Lord, I want that kind of mind because in the flesh, 
I don't want to do this, but I want to walk according to the spirit so that yeah. when I, I want to live that life that is pleasing. But this mm -hmm. is to what we were, what? To oh. we were called. Mm -hmm. And this pleases our Lord. So verses 10 through 10 through 12 is a um, restatement of, of another scripture. So we won't go through all of those uh, scriptures right there. So we'll just want to go right down to verse uh, 30. Let's see where I want to go. Uh, I do want to read verse 11. Let him turn away from evil and, and what Deacon Brown said, and do good. Let him seek peace. All these are active things. And mm -hmm. pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So we want Amen. to walk in the favor of God because mm -hmm. walking and doing his will pleases him. And if I were to take a poll mm -hmm. and ask you, how many of you want to please the Lord? I pray that I would have a hundred percent response amen. saying amen. yes amen. amen i want to amen. please the lord amen so that's, that's, okay good i heard some amens there yes, amen. Amen. so that that's that first but from eight through twelve so we're going through persecution suffering difficulty but in that still seek to do good and here's yes, some Lord. ways that you can do it like-minded and as i said summary loving caring giving praying like-minded unity sympathetic loving humility uh hold back from lashing out or don't repay evil for evil always seeking to do good verse 13 here's the question now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? There are those. Okay. So he, he opens up with a question. Now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? So in 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 ideally, if you're doing the right thing, doing good, why would anybody want to harm you? Want to harm you? You're right. But verse fourteen. But even if you, okay, here we go. But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. blessed. Amen. What what does I'll just ask it like this. What does that even mean? We've already mentioned Matthew 5, the Beatitudes. Suffer for righteousness, you will be blessed. One is the favor of God, knowing that we're living to please God. You will be blessed. We hold on to that in hope, in faith, in confidence, in the God who is over all. Mm -hmm. God, God is in the midst of that situation that we're in. I'll say that again. God is in the midst of that situation that the person going through or the group that's going through this 
phase or this trial is. Amen. And here's some things that it gives some instructions in the latter part of verse 14 and 15. So what are what are a couple of things he says to them in 14 and 15? Be not afraid. Okay, one, have no fear. fear. Neither be troubled. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. Have, have we ever heard of these words before is not to be afraid? Fear. So give me a couple of what I'll call Old Testament examples where God had said to his leaders or others, or he's called not to be afraid. Can anybody think of an example? What I've read in the past can identify exactly where, but fear not for God is with you. Mm -hmm. Fear not for those with us are greater than those that are with uh -huh. them. Okay, okay. Let's think about who when, Moses. Yeah. Think when about Joshua. Joshua. Yeah. Joshua. Yeah. Think about Gideon. Mm. And we can go through a lot of different examples. Think about the Esther. The yes. yeah. Deborah. <laughs> mm. so, have so we have examples of those that faced adversity, but they were not over. And and usually you look at this not do not be overcome by the fear. Fear is a natural response. Right. Amen. We're gonna have the feelings of fear. That's just part of of humanity. Now fear is a good thing. It it it's a it's a guardian, so to speak. It. You know, when we say my, my hackles have gotten up, gone up because it, it it's a warning device. Yes. But there can be a sense where we allow fear to overtake us. Mm. And this is what he is talking about here. Do not allow fear to overtake us. Why? For, as Paul said to Timothy, God has not given us over to a spirit of fear, but of what? Power. 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 Sound mind. Sound mind or self-control. Yeah. That's what God has. So when it says fear not, when those feelings come and they will come, then we, in a sense, <laughs> actually there is a song about that. There's a, what's his name? Kirk Franklin has a song called Hello Fear where he's actually kind of have mm -hmm. that conversation. So sometimes we have to be able to speak to that fear, saying, no, God is in control. I will not yes. submit to you, but I'm going to trust in the grace of God, the power of God. His presence is, is, is with me. Or sometimes it's just a praise that comes, bless the Lord, oh, oh my soul, and all that is within me in the midst of that. It's not over, allowing fear to overtake us. And even even in uh, verse 12, when we are uh, told to pursue peace and we might be afraid, it says, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous 
and his ears are attentive to their prayer. So we may not be able to uh, feel victorious in our own strength, but at times like that, if we just remember whose we are and who is in us and say, help me, Holy Ghost, in whatever tone you need to say it, help me, Holy Ghost, and he will. There are some very simple prayers that we probably have learned over the years. One, Lord, save me. <laughs> Lord, help me. Mm -hmm. Help me, Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. doesn't, doesn't have to be flowery and a whole lot of words. So in the midst of that, we can cry out to the Lord, not hoping he will show up, Knowing. Thank you. I'm glad you completed that thought. Knowing. And I won't even say he will show up. He's knowing there. He's there. Who, who just said that? Whoever. Is that you think it hits? Yeah. Knowing he is there. Amen. For he promised, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And whatever God does not deliver us from, he delivers us through with his presence. From his presence. So he is always present, an ever-present God. We say it from Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength. And Very present. A what? An ever-present help. Now, in the time of trouble. That's what we speak. But often we don't act in that way because we're waiting for God to come over from the old westerns, from over the hill. Yeah. But he's already present. Yeah. And we can trust that, trust that. So that's verse. Let's go also to verse 15. But in your... Do not fear them, nor be troubled, but in your hearts, and this kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier, honor Christ the Lord as holy. Mm. So, so in the midst of that, don't do what? Lord, I know you're here. Mm. God, I, I praise you. I reverence you in the midst of our suffering. And then if somebody asks you the question, what... <laughs> How can you, in the midst of what, because I see what you're going through. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it. How, how are you able to make it through like you, I just don't get it. What, how do you do that? What's, and you're on the spot because you didn't know they were watching. So you're on the spot and you have to give an answer. What are you going to say? Bell is not mine, but the Lord's. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. The, you read, you read your back on God. that one. What's that? I didn't hear that in that last statement. I think he said that. But by the grace of God. But by the grace of God. It says, always being prepared <laughs> to make a defense to anyone who ask you for a reason 
for the hope that is in you. Amen. Pastor? Yes. You know, the old folks you say nothing but Jesus. <laughs> nothing but Jesus. Nothing but Jesus. It's the only way you have made it through. The battle is not mine. It's That's the right. Lord's. All of these things. Mm -hmm. And some of that, the language that we're using is what I will call church speak. That's right. Some folks are not going to understand church speak. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How can how can we simply in a sentence or two? What? How do you hold on? Jesus, 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 <laughs> Jesus. That's right. <laughs> how do you hold on? Because they want to know. Mm -hmm. In other words, what's your testimony? What's your story? Mm. Because the Spirit of God lives within me. That's okay. your life. And sometimes it's just as simple as that. Mm -hmm. The Spirit of God that's within me. That's right. I'm trusting in Jesus. That's right. Battle is not mine. Mm -hmm. I know that God is there with me fighting this battle. And God is more than enough. God Amen. is more than enough. So we need to be prepared. It's telling us to be prepared because people are watching. And we do it with gentleness and respect. Amen. Not with a haughty spirit mm -hmm. as if it were in our own strength and power. but gentleness and respect. Verse 16, having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, and there it goes back to that suffering mm -hmm. and person, when you are slandered, remember, let me just go back a little bit. We talked about husbands and wives and in the workplace, uh, et cetera, et cetera. We're talking about, they were, they were wondering that these Christians are countercultural and they're here to subvert um, the government. But here is saying, we can put them to silence who revile your good behavior in Christ because they see that you are living and doing good, not doing evil. evil. Because everyone's expectations are that you would lash out, but you're, there's something different about you. Has anybody ever heard that expression? I, I just mm -hmm. knew there was something different about you. Oh, yeah. And I pray that you have heard that before, Most as opposed definitely. to, hmm, and I'll just leave it alone. Verse 17, for, let me get back on track. For it is better to suffer for doing good. Here we go, that expression again doing good, living this godly life, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. Amen. If it should be God's will, if you're going through, if that's what God has allowed, ask Job about it. Mm -hmm. Amen. Have a, have, a, have a good conversation with 
with Job. If that's God's will, than for doing evil. Now, verses 18 through, yes, yeah, 18 through 20. He's using Christ as an, he did this before. He's using Christ as an example. He did it before in chapter two and he's using this example again. So let me just go ahead and reread uh, this portion. For Christ also suffered once for sin. So where's the focus? The focus now is on Christ Jesus, honoring him. And so this is a reminder. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous. Remember the example, the stated case here is if you, even if you are doing good and you're going through, and he pauses there. So, well, let me give you an example. Christ suffered, righteous for the unrighteous, mm. that he may bring us to God. Being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. So what, what is all this example for? Is to really, again, to put our focus on our mind. How am I going to make it? I have to remember what Christ went through and knowing that he understands uh, the aspect of suffering as we're going through, that he might bring us, go ahead, okay, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, even though going through seemed like always lost. But what happened? He was triumphant, but made alive in the spirit. Now, verses 19 and 20 are the hard ones. So let's just walk through this. And some of it we won't really delve into because we'll hit some of it again in 2 Peter. Verse 19, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison because they formerly did not obey when God's patient God's patience waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through water. Let's just stop there for a moment. What is he talking about here um, in verses 19 and 20 in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison? Who is he talking to? Who is he talking about? These spirits in prison? And as I mentioned, we won't go into, I mean, there's a lot of discussion on who these people are. And I'll just kind of give you some of the thought process uh, that some folks uh, consider the spirits who are in, who are in prison. But those, the, um, what we call the, the fallen angels who mm -hmm. have fallen that um, Christ, in a sense, in his ascension or in his resurrection, pronounced his victory. So in other words, I'll just kind of abbreviate it as, 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 as if in Christ's victory over death, this was Christ's mic drop moment, letting them know that he is victorious over death, hell, and the grave. So that's one way of looking at it, that Christ is victorious and he pronounced to those fallen uh, angels that evil kingdom 
that he is victorious. That's one um, aspect of looking at it. The other is that he went into the what they call the nether world or in his descent into Hades, so to speak, um, that he went to speak to those who during that time who had rebelled or who either that or who were faithful before the resurrection. Um, and he pronounced his victory over death. Um, and there's also a third option. But in all of this, the whole emphasize here is victory over suffering. That even if, no matter what happens, just as Christ was victorious over death and was risen to new life, you too, as you're focusing on Jesus, death could not hold him in the ground. And because Amen. he lives, we also too will walk in victory. And the other example he gives is what? Noah, that he mm -hmm. was saved in the midst of the flood. Mm -hmm. The flood was a punishment for the evil that encompassed the earth. Mm -hmm. That just as Noah was saved through the flood, and as he says here, this water represents, I didn't read that passage, but I'll just talk through it. This water represents baptism, which now saves you. What? Baptism saves you? You got to keep reading. No. Let me just keep reading that. So make sure that we get the, the clarity. While the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through water, verse 21, baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience. And here's what I want you to emphasize. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are <laughs> saved because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Baptism is a sim symbolism of our death and uh, uh, dying to the world, but also overcoming victorious, living a victorious life. But it's through the resurrection of Jesus Christ where we have victory. Let me just go ahead and read verse 22 as well. Who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers having been subjected to him. So people of God, <coughs> do good. And if while you're doing good, you go through suffering, persecution, trials, one, keep your focus on Christ Jesus. Hmm. Keep your focus on Christ Jesus, who suffered, died, was buried, raised, and is seated at the right hand of the Father with all authority and power. His victim, because of his victory. We are also, we have that same victory through Christ Jesus. So the point is, keep doing good, because in spite of all of this, our hope is in Christ Jesus, who won victory over mm -hmm. death, hell, and the grave, and our victory is in him. So I did not necessarily uh, delve into all the various angles of 
that the verses 19 and 20 because it's just too complex to go through each. But I want to get the big picture is, again, in the midst of suffering, do what? Focus do on Christ. That's yes. right. Focus on Christ because that's where our victory lies. The other aspect of you know, the descending or whatever that aspect is, it still amounts to victory over the enemy. And for while you're going through, understand you too have victory, whatever is going through and to the point where it ends, let me go, go ahead and read verse 22 again. Who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers having been subjected to him. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Amen. Victory we have in Christ Jesus in the midst of suffering. I want to go mm -hmm. back to where we started from. The importance of in verse 8 through 12 that that section dealt with these are the values that you need to have as you're preparing to go through. You will, we will suffer. But in the midst of suffering, don't give over to fear. Focus on Christ Jesus because he showed us that we can walk in victory. Are we walking in victory in our own might or power? No, no. sir, no ma'am. No. Our victory is in Jesus, in who Jesus. is now seated above all things at the right hand of the Father. With all authority, power, he reigns as King of kings and Lord of lords. Oh. Or... And he shall reign for ever and ever. And he, okay, I'll stop right there. Hallelujah. <laughs> there we go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. Um, that's where our victory is. So suffering is real. We're going to stop there. Um, chapter four, there's kind of two sections in there as well. And it will continue the discussion, the discussion on suffering so it's kind of interesting that to these believers he is spending probably spending more time than any other writer that we have seen at least in as we look through paul paul talked about his uh suffering that he went through but he is spending a great deal of time talking to believers who are going through trials and suffering and so this is real and he's wants to let us know how to walk in victory and especially now as we are heading into 2024 so we may have been going through in 2023 amen and maybe our focus has shifted off of christ so now mm -hmm. this is a good time to put our focus back on christ jesus knowing again not that he's going to show up later, but that he is very present with us right now. And if we keep our focus and our faith in him, just as he came up victoriously and our victory is in him, we can have confidence 
confidence in the Lord that we too are going to walk in victory. We are going to live a blessed life in the midst of the suffering, not only after the suffering, in the midst of the suffering, we are going to live the best life because we're walking in obedience to him. Amen. 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 Right. Amen. And don't forget what uh, Deacon Jenkins said. Not ever. Never. Never ever. <laughs> Never ever. <laughs> Amen. 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 We're going to stop there. Um, praise God for uh, this time of Bible study as we come to the close of 2023. Uh, we will not meet on next Wednesday, uh, neither for prayer nor Bible study. So we pray that uh, you have a blessed um, Christmas um, and into the new year. And we pray that uh, God will bless you as you reflect on 2023, but also looking forward to what God has in store for next. Um, now, no, no day is promised to us, but in this moment, we can give God praise for, as he said, Amen. judges, hitherto, <laughs> up to this point, has the Lord blessed us, and this we can rejoice. He is our help. He is our rock, and we can praise him because he is Lord over all, and he's shown it. Um, and if we just had the time, we could probably hear multiple testimonies of what God has done for us during this 2023, but we're looking forward in hope for 2024. So we will continue in First Peter on next year um, as we study God's word together. Amen? Amen. 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 God bless each and every one of you. We're going to close with a uh, uh, time of prayer. Uh, we uh, bring our petitions before the Lord as we close on, on tonight. I pray that uh, all, everyone is um, just, just embracing the goodness of God. God is so good. God is so faithful. And I, I, I count it a privilege to be with the saints of God at Christian Faith Baptist Church during 2023. Um, that's, I guess that's my praise right now as part of this, this time of prayer. So let's uh, offer up to the Lord any prayer requests or praises.